You were listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hi, you're listening to a Chirp Radio artist interview. My name is Mick, and you are listening in on my conversation with Angel Markaloid of Fire Tools. Angel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Angel, you have a new album out on Hausu Mountain Records. It's called I Am Upset Because I See Something That Is Not There. What is it in the mist of, uh, of perception that is causing you to, to feel some bad vibes? The phrase comes from a, a book that I like, um, but that book is largely about this kind of thing, perception, fear, and all of that. So I felt it was very fitting. Which book is that? Uh, it's called A Course in Miracles. I am not familiar with that book. Most people aren't. Um, It's actually a channeled work, so it gets kind of kooky. The person who uh, physically wrote it was uh, a Jewish atheist woman, um, and she started to experience um, messages kind of coming through her and felt this impulse to write them down. A lot of what she wrote, she didn't even like or agree with, but she was encouraged to just keep going until she felt like she got it all out. And then it was um, very minutely edited and then published years later. I don't remember how much later. Very strange um, circumstances, Um, but um, I find it fascinating and life-changing, and so do many other people. And by channeled work, you mean that she was receiving the Mm -hmm. words that she was writing from somewhere else. Yep. The one was writing the book through her. Yes, exactly. That's that's what channeled means. So it's <laughs> um yeah, I can understand why anybody would just be like, "Okay, I'm going to listen to something different." <laughs> no, no, I think I think that's interesting and I think that leads us into one of the things that I did want to chat with you about regarding this new album. Uh, I feel like there's a spiritual component to most of your work, if not all of it, but I am definitely getting a strong spiritual vibe from this album. And I want to know, uh, how, how, how does your spirituality inform your work? And um, what are you attempting to communicate to people uh, with this album in particular about the world beyond, you know, I guess you could say uh, the tangible? You're very right about the spiritual component. Um, it's always been present in my work, even from the first Fire Tools album that was pretty damn unhinged and um, kind of, um, uh, there's a lot of self-loathing, a lot of self-victimizing and a lot of victimizing other people. I just, I was just not in a good place, but I was getting into Buddhism. And so that was my sort of start um, in that world. And um yeah, there's um there's some really heavy spiritual concepts, but I, you know, you asked what am I trying to communicate and really what I'm trying to do is just kind of talk to myself, um explore my own personal experiences. I often do that through spiritual lenses. I always hope that my work like lyrically will move other people or help other people, but I I don't make that easy because my lyrics tend to be like pretty cryptic or I guess poetic at best. Um, whether you consider the poetry good or not. You know, I'm not not writing like sermons or how-tos or really explaining anything very well. It's very fragmented and, you know, a lot of metaphor and stuff. But um, I'm a deeply spiritual person and everything that I experience in my life, I feel is spiritual in nature to a degree. And so I can't not be spiritual in the things that I create and produce. 
if there is any significance to your understanding of Buddhism and some of the visuals on the cover. Well, I mentioned Buddhism as like kind of the, the gateway to spirituality with me, but um, I think at this point in the Fire Tools trajectory, Buddhism has sort of gone to the background a little bit. It, it's still it's still pretty uh, foundational um, in a way. It sets the stage for a lot of things. More so Vedanta, Advaita Vedanta, which is a very ancient um, Hindu philosophy and spirituality. I, I would say that's even more imminent in, in uh, the foundation. Um, but in... In my last album and and um, the EP after it, and more so this latest album, I've gotten way more into Christian mysticism. And you know, the C word when I hear myself say it, I cringe a little bit. And I know that a good portion of my listeners probably do. Maybe a good portion of yours do. Maybe even you do. And all of that is so understandable. Um, but the reason why I say Christian mysticism, I put a big emphasis on the mysticism because any of my interest in in you know Christian theology is all rooted in ancient mystics. More contemporary ones like Thomas Merton, but you know, all the way back to you know Saint Francis and Meister Eckhart and Saint Teresa of Avila and Hildegard and figures like that. You know, their writings. I'm not a big Bible reader. I I kind of like their you know their writings, their teachings that that tend to be a lot more a lot more akin to Buddhism, Vedanta, and in, in Hinduism and like Taoism than anything that you'll ever hear a modern preacher talking about at a church service. Right, right. You're um, forging your own path. Forging my own path. It, it, it's very influenced and informed by, you know, like a lot of the figures that I mentioned. Um, and there's a lot of great spiritual communities um, out there that I am affiliated with. I mean, I, I edit for a podcast that's like an interfaith podcast and and beyond. They'll, they'll have a psychologist one week and the next week it's um, a Franciscan priest and the next week it's um, somebody who's who's fusing you know like ufo studies with spirituality and then the next one it's a channeler and a healer and it's just all over the place um and that's kind of like that's my vibe When I listen to your music, I do feel like I am entering into another world, and I don't think it's too much to say that uh, that you are curating another type of reality with your music, and, you know, a, a better one in some ways. I think my intention is to kind of throw out anything that would get in my way of being purely authentic and, like, in, in a flow state. I, I don't plan very much. I just ideas come to mind and I try them and good handful of them end up sticking and then I'll tweak the living hell out of them to get them to work. But it just like whatever pops up, I acknowledge it, I honor it, and I give it a shot. And if that creates this world that you're referring to for people, then that's just an uh, incidental artifact. So that's why my music sounds like it does. If I don't think something's a good idea, it's because I think it just like sounds bad. And a lot of people think that my ideas sound bad. And I understand why. Um, I mean, it's obvious. If I was making this music and I didn't like understand or have the ability to tolerate people 
thinking it's nonsensical, then I I shouldn't be doing this. Like I was listening to a podcast earlier where these three people were reviewing my album and the first two were just like, oh my God, this is so incredible. Like six million stars, this is gold. And then they got to the third person in their crew and he just goes like, well, it sounded like some cool random sounds and then a lot of not good random sounds. I don't know. I don't I don't really get it. I don't like it. And I was just like, like, that's just that makes so much sense to me. So, yeah, that's completely fine. I'm actually really, really surprised that as many people like it as they do. Like I I am my mind is blown. But I'm not trying to challenge anybody. I'm not trying to provoke. I'm not trying to be anything or do anything besides have fun. Right, right, because you're just following your own muse and you can't expect everyone to go to the same places that you're willing to go. Yeah, and it's been that way my whole life. Like my earliest memories are of people not really knowing what to do with me. You know, I'm just I'm I'm used to not being understood and that's always been really hard for me, but I can't be inauthentic and conform or else I feel like I'm I'm suffocating. So as much as I need to be understood, I'm also very used to not being understood and so I'm not surprised when I'm not understood. And I'm also not surprised when people are really reductive with describing my music, just be like vaporwave black metal. And I, I hate that, <laughs> but like, I don't know, what are you gonna do? I have very mixed feelings. I mean, I love Vaporwave. I have several projects that I do on and off, some more active than others, that I label as Vaporwave. I mean, the classic style of Vaporwave, that the sample-based stuff is something I, I really love and was really impactful when it when I first discovered it. But it just kind of bums me out when people call my stuff Vaporwave because I feel like they don't know that the, the stuff about my music that sounds like Vaporwave to them is the stuff that influenced Vaporwave and that Vaporwave was sampling. So it's like 80s new age music and smooth jazz and jazz fusion. And regardless of my intentions and my composition, you can you can simply hear the crossover and you know I'm pretty immersed in that community I know a lot of people that are um, really identify as vaporwave producers and I played the first electronicon festival it was a vaporwave festival and I was booked to play the second one but I I didn't make my flight because of a traffic accident so yeah just to sum all that up it's like yes I love being in the vapor sphere and at the same time, Stop calling me Vaporwave. <laughs> well, uh, this has all been, I mean, it's been really interesting hearing your interpretation. And I didn't expect you to go as deep as you did, but that's okay. Uh, that is okay. I don't know how to not do that. If you're going to interview me, I'm going to start. I'm going to start talking about, about suns and moons and holy spirits and stuff. All right. Well, Angel, this has been really great. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me for the Trip Radio Artist Interview Series. Again, this has been Mick in conversation with Angel Markaloid. Angel has a new album. It's called I Am Upset Because I See Something That Is Not There. It's out on Haosu Mountain. Angel, thank you so much again for your time today. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.